Are you ready? Are you ready? I am ready. Let's do it. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Heart Headed Podcast with Mark and Rita. Rita. Rita, yes. So sophisticated. Yes. Where we talk about feelings and relationships and everything in between. What's everything in between? Um, you tell me. <laughs> the mystery. That is so random. Okay. So how are you feeling this morning? I'm feeling... Actually, this afternoon. Oh, yeah. Or this night, wherever you guys are listening Time passes fast. I'm feeling tired because I got woken up by thunder at 4 a.m. Yes, it was so loud. It was so electric and... Like, that was not a normal thunder. It was metallic, like you described it. Yeah, like because I think there's, like, machinery outside and construction and that shit resonated on that. Yeah. And and it was like... I thought it was literally an alien invasion... At 4 a.m. I'm I was like, like, yes, finally. And it happened again, like like twice or something. And it was very close. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was a shitty sleep we got, basically. Absolutely. But we're here. How are you feeling? Uh, moody, irritable, um, <laughs> tired, sleepy. <laughs> because of how you acted yes. before? Yes. Before we started recording, um, Mar got annoyed at me for telling him that he didn't place his phone screen properly yes. yes because it was the second time the subject was brought up and i didn't have the energy to, to discuss this <laughs> and i was simply saying saying it because there's actual bubbles on his screen forming that is because it's tight we have it tight on the uh, what's it called what do you call that thing now i can't even think anymore i don't know it's the, the thing the, that the holds stick. the camera yes yeah. the tripod i guess anyway oh. when it's tight it kind of pushes the screen um protector so it kind of creates the bubbles again but they go away after well i'm sorry no. i'm sorry for caring i'm sorry <laughs> i was being judged for not placing it in the perfect symmetrical shape that you judged. expect that's how you call it yes okay so mark needs to sleep that's what it is <laughs> so yeah the thing about me is although to be fair it's not like i think it can happen to anyone when, when you're, you're tired you can obviously be moody irritable that's the thing for me but it's not like we become raging or whatever. No. But it's just, you know, there's a certain mood. like Because uh, you generally just don't have as much energy. So it takes more effort to do certain things. So, yeah. You're like that usually when you're hungry. You yeah. become uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. a different kind of species. Yeah, I become, I become my inner rage that is forming. And yes. For anyone it's not who's, fun. Anyone who's familiar with God of War, there's rage mode, right? Just yeah. L2, L3 whoosh, together. That's... Uh, but he teaches. This is gamer uh, vocabulary yes. here. <laughs> We're each gaming now. We got a second screen. She's playing Zelda. I'm playing God of War. Yeah. It's perfect. We don't see each other's face. The, oh no, I'm kidding. My God. Okay. Can I? Can we please <clears throat> talk about this? Let's do it. Speaking of that. Okay. We saw a video the other day about this cute couple, and let me describe describe the scene to you. So it's basically um, her boyfriend and her, her and her boyfriend and her cat. Her boyfriend was playing. A, like what we usually do every night, PlayStation, and was playing whatever video game on it. And she was playing on her Nintendo Switch on the floor with her cat next to them cuddling and whatever. And they were both like gaming and just being cute and whatever. And they wrote on the video what it looks like in your 30s with no kids on Friday nights or whatever nights. 
Yeah, like when you're married or something. Yeah, and it's just like a when, yeah, when you're married in your 30s and have no kids basically. And it's just like this wholesome video of them playing video games and being cute with each other. And like, oh, look, it's funny, it's cute. It's and it's funny, it's cute. Like that's the automatic response you'd get. But no. Yes. We went on the comment section and well, and there was a there. war. What kind of war you ask? Well, um how dare you not have kids? What is it that you you Something, read? Things about like your like you're selfish for like as if like people who have kids are getting shamed because they yeah. were saying like we have the good life now but that's what it looks like for us not to have kids but the video <clears throat> the video was just saying sorry i just uh yeah. had a phlegm rush in, in my throat <laughs> that's how ridiculous um, is it? That's why. yes but anyway yeah it was just like them saying you know we're happy the way we live and it, there's nothing to there's nothing they're to not, explain they're not, not shitting nothing. on people that have kids they're not shitting on people who don't have kids they're not shitting on anyone they're just showcasing how tranquil their nights are oh, yeah, playing tranquil, video yeah. games which is kind of resembles a lot of our nights because we don't have kids yet and we're playing video games and it's just it's the best <laughs> also it's not but, like th th this thing is impossible when you have kids yeah okay i think that was even in That's one comment point. that was saying like well when we put our kids to bed then we have the night for ourselves and we do game so yeah the point is is this does not there's nothing there's nothing to this video that requires novels being written in bashing them or or defending or bashing in the comment sections it's just just there's nothing to it okay? yeah it's just loud people in the comments shitting on them cyber bullying them just because they're sharing a cute little video it's just insane how society can go far as to shame people for not doing what they're doing it's embedded where you have to have kids and you have to do it at a certain age and if you don't do that you're ashamed for it but why and you're selfish and you're selfish and there was this one comment i think it was the top one or something i get what he means but i wouldn't word it that way but the first thing he wrote is having kids today is the most selfish thing you could do mm -hmm. and then he elaborated for the kids but then he elaborated yeah, i think he was kind of defending the, the way they were living yeah but yeah I, th I think either or it just felt like you're living your life and you're just sharing a piece of your life and i was like oh that's cute yeah and then it turned into them being attacked i think it's it's probably this is i'm speculating but this level of triggering that people have and how they feel like they get very defensive about it might be projecting i think which is maybe they're resentful of their life situation with kids so they're throwing it at exactly them, as if like they're flexing on them because we don't have kids look at our good life but yeah now i wouldn't go as far as calling it selfish like yeah the other dude that commented but i get what right. he means because kind of like what you said to uh talk about your point here people have kids just to have kids they don't they're not aware of the responsibility that comes with having kids and they regret it after having kids and it's something they realize after so why do you do that to yourself mm -hmm. and why do you do that to your kids and, and that notion i understand that it is selfish in a lot of cases forget. i've seen it is a form of selfishness whether it's born out of the pressure of satisfying uh, parents uh, yeah or just family expectations mm -hmm. or you treat your kids like you're they're your project so you're yeah it's this new business project i have and i have this whole thing lined up for them of what i expect them to be that will make me look good you know i'm gonna have them do this and do that and they're gonna play piano. They're gonna get into Harvard or whatever. They're gonna become a doctor. It's like you have this thing in your in your mind that you wanna 
you're trying to play out for them. You have this whole movie, but you're living in a movie. And then your kids have their own personalities. So they don't want to do the things you wanted them to do. Mm -hmm. And then you start to resent them and what happened and blah, blah, blah. So. Yeah. This is a whole new thing. Yeah. (laughs) And. Yes, if people are wondering, we are planning on having kids and we are prepping for it as well. Like, I know we're reading a lot of books, we're doing a lot of that and getting information as much as possible. And I know a lot of people say, oh, read as many books as you want and it's not going to be the same thing when having kids. We know that. But I feel like just adding that preparation, just reading a book, just doing something instead of nothing still puts you uh, more advanced and more forward in having kids and wanting kids because you're 10 steps forward mm-hmm. in being ready. Yeah, any, you know? any, just, if you've never done it's, the marathon in your life, nothing prepares you. Exactly. Rather, you'll never know what it is until you run it for the first time. But there's a huge difference between preparing yourself and winging it. Yeah. You know? you, there's a lot of prep that goes into getting ready for a marathon. And this is how I like to compare parenting. You know, I've had the experience of since I was 16, working with a lot of kids, um, as an instructor and stuff. So I think, of course, it's not like having kids, but it's there's a lot of experience that you can draw on that. But the issue, the reason why we're, we're so invested in studying, it's not just books. Books can be just books. It's really, you're, you're looking at experience, other people's experience. You're studying, you're researching, and studying even yourself. Because the better you grow, the better of a parent you can be, right? Because your own issues and whatever could spill over into your kids, onto your kids. So books or courses or uh, looking for experience from, from various sources is part of the prep. And I feel a lot of parents, and we've seen that, they don't do the necessary work to prepare themselves for that kind of marathon or... Uh, um, Olympic games, shall we mm. say, that is parenting, and it's mm. hard. It's hard, and it's meant to be hard. You go into parenting knowing that it's a huge challenge. So why do you seek challenges? It's for the same reason I seek to do difficult things, let's say, at the gym. But the point is, is preparing yourself because parenting, as you know, even relationships doesn't come with an instructions book. It's not like it's you. You're instantly given exactly everything you need to to do to be a parent or to be a husband or wife. But there are resources and tools that I feel should be more out there. Yeah. Um, to prepare you, so that when you are dealing with the challenges, you can bear them better. Nothing can prepare you for a storm if you've never been through it, but having a solid ship makes a huge difference. Yeah. But I feel like it's also definitely everything you said, but some people also just don't want to have kids and that's okay. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I ever told you this, but before I was with you, I was okay with not having kids ever in my life. Mm -hmm. This is something I said to myself and a lot of people don't sit down with themselves and ask, do I really want kids? Do you do that with your partner or did you ever do it? And it's for me to have kids it's because i want the right partner right and 
it's not something I was dying to have. Like, I really want to have kids because it's my, it's not because I'm, I'm a woman. You would think I have those genes and I long for having children. Mm-hmm. Not really. That was never my case. And did you ever feel like the biological clock was ticking before, before meeting me? I think it was more of a, um, it was more of a thought more than a feeling like it was something that society would tell you and you have to have kids or okay. upbringing. And I mean, you're getting older. Why, what are you waiting for? You know, or freeze your eggs. But this is, this is, this is not coming from me. This is coming mm-hmm. from society. So this this is coming. Pressure. Yeah. It's social pressure. And I don't think a lot of women are aware of that, that they actually never wanted to have kids and they just feel like, they're having they're them just to. to have them and mm-hmm. they're supposed to. Um, but when I met you and worked hard in our relationship and how smooth we are today and continue to be, it's it's undeniable now. It's like, I want to have kids. It's f- with you, not alone, because it's different now. My life is different now. So it's something my course... You know, my thought and perspective with having kids changed. It's not the same. How did it change? Like, what changed for you? Well, our lifestyle changed. Our work changed. <laughs> the way I think changed about life and future well, the, projects yeah. we have in mind and things I feel like doing. It's just, it's really, um, when there's love in a relationship and a marriage and makes a huge difference yeah when you see also when you have a lot of trust and you have a lot of respect you want more of it and the way i want to express it is through having kids Mm -hmm. i don't know if that makes sense i see what you mean yeah um i want to grow it you know mm -hmm. and what's the best way to grow one of the best ways to grow your love with your partner is through family so extending, extending that love. Yeah. Because right now, you and I are family in that sense. We are the mini family. Yeah. Hit the mic again. <laughs> we have a different setup, by the way, now. So it's supposed to be better, see? Because, yeah, I'm able to browse around on here. my computer. And, yeah, our water. Um, yeah, you have it visible there. We um, just have a stool. For those of you watching, you can see that there's a stool yes. here holding our mics. Um, but, yeah, I can't wait to um. move. <laughs> actually have a studio uh what was i saying i was saying uh family growing yeah we're a mini family we're really the nucleus so it's i think growing all the i feel the blessings that we have for our family i also think it's part of human nature it's in our biology generally speaking to want to extend the human race yeah you know that's that's there but people who don't want that it's also part of their own i guess personal makeup or their lifestyle and that's just it's like this this is how you live i don't give a shit how you want to live you know as long as it doesn't hurt other people so being shamed for it i think is very strange it really is for me if i can just add that point i've always wanted kids i love kids and since and this is why when i was 16 and i started i was i was a karate instructor so i started well sorry i became a karate instructor Teaching martial arts to kids was a big thing for me. I, I think it's when I lost, when I had my big weight loss, and, and combined with that, making movies w- being my dream was in any way possible to help through some kind of message, you know, to teach, you know, even through Arabic now that we're teaching. Yeah. Um, so when I started teaching, becoming an instructor, 
the kids for me it's i saw how they can all benefit from guidance i've always loved being a coach so this is how i approach parenthood is not being a provider but being a teacher a coach you know what i mean which means being helping the next generation build you know upon the previous one so just it's kind of like you make the world a better place but again it's not like treating it like a project because that you can also fall into your ego and you have projects for them because mm -hmm. you want to be the teacher and coach and stuff like that but it's very much you want to be present for the next generation to guide them so as a teacher with, with of, of kids at that time i just saw their adorable little eyes you know kids have this sense of wonder and they have a look in their face that is um looking to understand the world right yeah. so i feel it's so important for the generation before to have the wisdom to be able to guide them yeah that's why i did a lot of self-work so now being a parent for me is the same idea right allowing for a new generation that i can guide through love and compassion and, and wisdom as much wisdom as we can have and to also learn from them i think one one thing parents end up discovering is that you learn a lot actually not you don't just yeah. teach a lot because oh, you yeah. learn a lot from them about the world and about yourself because yeah. they give you a whole new perspective so yeah for me it was i've always wanted kids it was always a thing but it was very much finding the right person mark is going to be a great father <laughs> no doubt and but you a great mother thanks I feel like uh, I had my doubts before, or still. <laughs> like sometimes I ask you, you questions. You tend to underestimate your your power. I guess. Well, I don't know. It's I. I feel like it's weird to say. I'm gonna be a great mother, and why then make mistakes and because it's just I. I don't want to. It's not something I want to say and. I see where you're coming from. How do I say it? I think is you're afraid of kind of jinxing yourself or yeah. coming out as arrogant, like yeah. I'm gonna agree great this, exactly. and then you're making mistakes. I think it's a learning process. You don't become great like that. So I'm very confident about being a great father, but I'm not delusional. It's not mm -hmm. like hey, it's gonna be easy. No, I know it's gonna be hard. Mm -hmm. Now look at me, I'm irritable because I didn't sleep well. But um, it's like going to the gym. Mm. You don't always feel like doing it, but you know why you're doing it. Purpose makes a huge difference in your tolerance to suffering, right? When you have a sense of purpose. You go to the gym, if you don't feel like it today, but you have a sense of purpose, you'll bear it very differently than if you don't see the point. If you don't see the point of having kids, it makes a huge difference in how you parent. If in that moment you're like, oh, I don't feel like fucking... Okay, honestly, but that's, that's the thing. I feel like some people shouldn't have kids. Under that mentality, of course. I think course. a lot of people shouldn't have kids in general. And it's a lot of people who say, I want kids and shouldn't have kids. What they want is babies. Yeah. They don't want children and a family. They, they don't want, want Yeah, they don't want the Cute. work. That's it. It's like pets, right? You want the pets, but you don't want to put the, the yeah, work behind a raising a dog. Yeah, a lot of people get pets and don't understand the work and they end up abandoning them. And it's this, yeah. it's like you're abandoning a kid. It's the same thing for me. When you abandon a dog or cat, you're abandoning a child. Having a kid and having a pet both comes with work and responsibility and a lot of love. And it's something that you need to get ready for before doing anything. And yeah. another thing I wanted to point out, this you were mentioning guidance before and it's teaching. You're the teacher more than a parent. So many people 
go through parenthood as not the teacher and just the provider the provider or the person that gives strict orders and rules mm -hmm. and feeds you isn't really present and people are not aware of how that is screwing up your child and screwing up their adulthood or their mental health and it like that's the biggest problem ever and their resilience they don't yeah. develop resilience and self-reliance and all these important things yeah and it's like this is why mental health is so important today because a lot of people are, are having kids and the root cause of things comes from childhood if you're not gonna prepare for that now and you're planning on having kids then you need to make sure that you're more of a teacher and more of a guidance than a parent mm -hmm. and really understand what that means what does it mean for you to be present as a parent i'm not talking just physically because being physically present doesn't mean that you're present present on my phone <laughs> yeah you like can be on your phone and being present yeah i'm, I'm with you yeah sure okay and it's not you need to dedicate time and patience and understanding like if you're not going to have patience for certain things and little things in your life how are you going to have patience for your child who wants to play with you who wants to solve this equation with you or solve this puzzle with you or play a game or just sit and talk if you don't do any of these things and don't have patience for that don't have kids mm-hmm a lot of people shouldn't have kids. And I know a lot of people who are getting kids and shouldn't have kids. Because what another you issue... That? What is it you notice, for example? What I notice is it's... And a lot of divorced couples mm -hmm. go through this as well, where that. one partner wants kids and the other doesn't. Mm -hmm. And they feel like they should have kids to satisfy their mm -hmm. partner. That is, that is the, the biggest trap <laughs> ever. Kids will fix our marriage. Oh, God. Yeah. And... Or, for example, parents who need to divorce and don't divorce because the kids, you know, it'll affect them. But then they go through their years growing up, hating each other, fighting every single day, bringing trauma in the household. Yeah, and like this void And affecting your kids even more. Yeah. And you're not aware. You think you're saving your kids by not getting divorced, but you're actually making it worse. There's like this void in the house, this uncommunicated yeah. thing, because they're not really together, right? They're yeah. just physically together. Yeah. Yeah, kids. So, uh, good job on those gamers. <laughs> yeah, we circled around. It became a parenting uh, podcast. But I think it's it's so important because yeah. not a lot of people, and maybe this is society is to blame in that we live in a very fast-paced kind of world. So you're not often given mm -hmm. the time to sit down and ask yourself why this matters to you. Why do you want kids? Is this just this part of your template that was given to you? Or are you... Uh, graduate, you got your diploma, you find this job. You Make find, us proud. That's it. You found the, uh, you, you find the partner. Okay, you got your uh, Instagram pictures showing your perfect life. Cool. Check, check, check. What's the next thing to check? Oh, the marriage looking perfect. The wedding, I mean. Mm. Check, even though that never <laughs> goes according to plan. The marriage doesn't matter. It's the wedding. That's it. The that too, day. yeah. And then what else? Um, now it's the kids. All right, check check and you're just check marking things like a weird bucket list mm. without understanding sitting down and saying why do i want this for the same reason people don't often sit down and say why do i want to be a relationship just because i don't want to be alone mm. what are you seeking 
And often you seek more than you want to give. It's, it's, it's like you go into you wanting things as opposed to what can I give, right? I feel the best kind of relationships are the ones when you understand that what I want is what I have to give. If I want love, if I want respect, if I want partnership, authenticity, all these things, these are things I will emanate. These, this is what I give. Mm-hmm. So the same goes with kids. If you want kids... You really need to sit down and say, why? Why do I want kids? What am I going to do? What am I doing now mm-hmm. to be the best fucking parent that I can be? Knowing I'm not going to be perfect, but knowing I will rock this. What does it take to be an excellent parent? You have to ask yourself this question. Yeah. An Olympic athlete doesn't go into training and going for the Olympics without asking themselves, I assume, without asking themselves, what does it take mm-hmm. to be an excellent athlete? Yeah. So that really changes things. And I think maybe it's not completely their fault because you're not allowed to ask these questions. Have kids. Let's go. Yeah. And a lot of people don't prepare themselves to have kids. Just, they're just winging it and you know learning as you go. But it becomes very hard. Lessons, big mistakes, a lot of issues with the kids, with the partners. Yeah. Like how does your marriage also transform when you have kids that's another thing not to neglect how's your marriage now even presently like we're we're fortunate enough to have families to support us and help us Mm. like when we have kids we're not alone it's not just you and me we have our surrounding is full so we're blessed to say that it's a privilege and a blessing but not everyone has that like somebody can have a great marriage but it's just them and their partner Mm mm-hmm and they're not aware that sometimes two people isn't enough but are you prepared for it then it's different that's one big thing i learned yeah if you're prepared for it and you know what it takes and how and and for example you train for it it's a different story you have support systems that can help you you have like get educated if you're not prepared for things that could happen you're not going to be prepared for the things that 10 times the things that will happen mm-hmm. when you have kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, you said that well, you took the word out of my mouth. I was going to mention yeah. support system. It's yes, it's a privilege, but it's also something you can develop. Yeah. Meaning it's definitely a blessing, but I don't feel it's a pure privilege in the sense that you're just lucky. I think it's something you can create. If it's not family, maybe you don't have, you're not surrounded by actually blood family around, but no, yeah, you can not have a support system of family, of, of friends, yeah. sorry, who are maybe going through the same thing as you. And that makes a difference. This was the old way, like I'm talking like the ancient community village way of, mm-hmm. of going about it is you have a, commun- a small community mm-hmm. system where that's your support system. Everybody's mm-hmm. there for everybody. Like I have that from my mom, which was explained to me in in Lebanon in the village where Mm. everybody tended tended to share everything. You know, there was like this this machine that was shared for the whole village. And if somebody passed away, there was a 40 day mourning and everybody would bring food to the person who was mourning. So you Mm. don't have to cook for 40 days. You know, there's a really strong sense of community bonding. And that is important for the child. That's something I learned also from therapists. From some books I read saying exactly you need that support system and the child needs to be exposed to beyond just the parents. Yeah. For their own growth and also for you to have that support you yeah. need. You can't raise a child just alone. I feel like a lot of Native Americans, if I'm not mistaken, tribes 
do it that way they have that lifestyle still today i believe so yeah i don't know to what extent depending on who but uh, from what i've seen i think it's definitely part of the culture yeah it's very different from the modern uh, it's never alone yeah you like never I've, raise a child alone yeah i've, I've even seen the, i think it was tribes in the amazons who were shown the grandparents or the elderly being kept in uh in uh what do you call them i'm losing my my word in the and in, in the homes and the uh, okay yeah um the senior home sorry yeah and there was saw that would, for them it was really sad because the elderly are important to them. They're the sources of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And everybody takes care of the elders mm-hmm. in the community. Mm-hmm. They're not shoved alone in a in a box and then you just forget about them, right? Yeah. So in the same way, it's the same goes for kids. Everybody raises the kids, mm-hmm. you know? So I feel like I could be a double-edged sword though. Like to go back to where the village where your mom used to <laughs> stay in how it's community it everyone because everyone's involved in helping everyone is also aware <laughs> and present in everything so i feel like yes. that lacks privacy oh definitely i remember yeah. uh, this is something from a, a while ago i i, I met him they, they, we used to do like short webisodes of comedy and i remember writing a quote that said uh lebanese families are always there for you, mm-hmm. but they're always there. But they're always there. <laughs> so that's the double-edged sword. And <laughs> that everybody's involved and sometimes they can be over-involved. Yeah. So your sense of, you know, you, there's definitely the, the collective com- communal side or mm-hmm. community side, but the individual side, mm-hmm. my own person is like invaded sometimes. And everybody's ideas, because not everybody has the same level of wisdom. So everybody's shoving their own ideas onto you. And you're like, I need to be my own person. Yeah. So definitely to your point, I would say it is a double-edged sword and you need to find a balance. You don't want to over-involve and you don't want to under-involve. Yeah. you got to find the right balance. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I think we're, uh, we're veering off the actual subjects we want to talk about today. But that that is very important. Oh, yeah. So uh, Wait. Oh, you want to add to it? I want just to say this also connected so perfectly to the video we made. Go ahead. The, the AI, you? the one that, that generative AI that showed what our kids could look like. Oh my like, God, yeah. I think you guys, it's, I mean, by the time you guys are listening to this, it's like a couple of weeks ago, but we made that and I think we, we started having like baby fever. Yeah, <laughs> we started. It's funny, I think it, we know it's not 100% accurate because... But it's so cute. It really takes our face and puts mm. it in a baby. And it's just... I mean, okay, I get it. Genes work that way. But it's not accurate in a way where it's just... It doesn't really think of the um, accuracy of how right, the our traits now would yeah. be as a baby. And it's really mm-hmm. just taking what it sees now, right? But there is some resemblance in some mm-hmm. of the picture pictures especially of me being a child like i i saw me as a child but some of them what i, just, I melted <laughs> but yeah they're and gonna look better than that of course in reality it's, and, it's and generated or AI. different you know and yeah it's when we saw it when it first generated it we started crying or welling up oh yeah definitely well done. Yeah, it was really cute and so, yeah. i feel like yeah it's just when you when i talk about babies with you it's just i get giggly i get like oh a little warm-hearted and it's just it's sweet you know that's how i know it's something i want with you and it's not just coming out of my ass you know it's something i want actually it would be coming out of the vagina (laughs) (laughs) i hope it's not coming out of your ass i hope not yeah because that would make shit very graphic oh god let's 
let's let's stop now let's change yeah sorry about the horrible jokes guys actually Uh, we can segue into our next subject because it's about relationships getting boring mm. and i think since we um, will veer off into that but i think since we're talking about kids i need to sit differently for this yes fix fix yes Okay, go Sitting ahead. in the uh, meditative way. I yes. can't do that. You I, can't? I, I can't. Cro- I just, cross your legs? My hips are not that flexible. Really? It's, it's all the muscles. I guess so, yes. <laughs> um, so, this is something that is, was inspired from a comment. Do relationships get boring after mm. years? The reason I'm saying for the comment was based off a video that we made, which is expectations of marriage versus reality, which mm. is... Uh, the fancy glamorous dates versus Feeding. sitting each other farting and watching shows together which yeah. I think is awesome because it's like the best kind of bonding but we got a comment of someone it wasn't a hate comment it was just someone saying why does this happen I'm so scared yeah. so it seemed that this person was scared of what they think is boring right it just becomes what they thought is just casual and supposedly there's no spark mm-hmm. so Rita okay let me ask you this when you're home alone, I'm not talking about you being in a relationship, you're single, whatever. But when you're home alone, how do you act? So you're not asking me. No, you're I'm asking, I'm asking you and I'm asking the audience. You fart, you eat popcorn, you yeah. chill, you watch your shows. How do you expect to be living with your partner after several months or even weeks within weeks even Mm. like are you kidding me it's not glamour and dates going out on dates every day and eating fancy food and Mm. that's this is why i don't understand why he wrote i'm scared i think he misunderstood maybe by seeing this as something boring but it's so fun like to me it's fun to me it's what i love doing you get to be yourself with your partner. Exactly. You get to be your full vulnerable self, knowing that you are, that this, it's all okay. Yeah. And when someone says they lose their spark, <clears throat> what do you mean by spark? What did you lose? Your sex life? Is it horrible now? Is it not mm. as fun? Look, we've been married for two years and we've been together for more than five, five years. That's right. How, how do you and not know this? How dare you? Because I'm really bad with dates. Leave me alone, okay? <laughs> Once she was like, when's our anniversary? It's like, wow. Stereotypically, it's the men that forget the shit. Yeah, and but the it's women me in this relationship. I looked at her. I was like, how dare you? Excellent. And I wanted the, the ground to swallow me in that moment. Um, <laughs> um, so, that's a big one. Yeah, we've been married two years. And a lot of people can say they lose their spark within a year. Mm. But... It's not the case. If anything, our days get better and better. And I'm not saying this just because you're here with me. I'm not lying. She's lying. She's totally lying. She's sick of my face. Shut up. Fucking can't stand me. What do you like to do in your life when you're alone time? What is it? I'm someone, I'm a homebody. You're a homebody as well. And you're someone that likes to do the same things as me. So... Our lifestyle is going to look a lot like what you see in that video, which is you farting on the couch or us watching something or those gamers that are just gaming next to each other. That's literally what we do. And it's the best thing for us. It feels like your happy place. Yeah. It's your 
this is this is what's fun for us this is like you said our happy place our comfort zone so in that regard there's no spark that's lost because we've always been like this if you're someone however that likes to go out yeah how would you navigate that because i think there is compromise there and and you know, like you've always tended to go out more than I did in your general lifestyle, especially maybe in your younger days. I was very much into my world. Yeah, writing but it was stories. more forced. Oh, okay. If anything, I was someone that always that I always rather stay home. You know. Right. But you do it because friends got to do but it. But I do like to go out here and there. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. And some people like to go out more than that, and that's okay. It's a preference. But this is time you make with your partner. You. What want- makes you make that though? Because that's, I think, links into the spark dying or not dying. What makes you so want to like do that? Forgetting about your partner and just not. For example, or how do you compromise in a healthy way without feeling like you're sacrificing your personal values or integrity or how you want to live in your life? Prioritize right? it. Hmm. It's important. If it's your partner and it's your life, you're my life. That's something I'm going to prioritize. In your life? Yeah. So if it's something that I'm going to make time for i'm definitely gonna squeeze in if i don't have time for it i'm gonna sacrifice Mm. something to make time for it it's as simple as that but we talk about it too right because there might be times where i don't feel like it right yeah so this is where we start to find a a healthy compromise we gotta sit down and go okay well if you want to do it four times that kind of visit for example okay maybe i want to do it twice or whatever i think that's simple that's probably going back to communication or at least transparently sharing your feelings Mm -hmm. I think the spark dying or not dying has to do at least with that. Like you mentioned sex life earlier. It's never the sex life. It's not the sex that gets boring. That's a result of something else Mm -hmm. that is not um, addressed. There's a disconnect that's starting. So you're starting to feel like you're not really together anymore. So of course that translates into the bed. So first you got to... You got to target that thing first. You got to address some issue you're having that you perhaps are not communicating. Yeah. Right? You got to communicate your needs. Very important. We're not shy of speaking of our needs to each other, all, you know, whatever they are. Mm-hmm. And that's very important because it makes me feel understood, makes you feel understood. That, I think, is one of the most beautiful, loving, intimate, and sexiest thing that could happen in a relationship when you mm-hmm. feel understood. You feel like you are in my world. You understand my world. Exactly. Heard and seen and all those other related verbs and adjectives about uh, <laughs> the five senses. Um, smelled and touched and tasted. <laughs> <laughs> I feel tasted. Um, you get what I mean. I don't know what it means to be tasted. But anyway, we're oh not going to get into that. Initiate dirty jokes. The hell did I marry? Um, yes, you married a freak. <laughs> um so yeah the spark where was i going with this i don't know you're talking about being tasted oh god (laughs) smelled hey you definitely smelled my fart (laughs) (laughs) i don't think anyone wants to hear that oh but they have now (laughs) please you guys go through this you see what i'm trying to tell you guys here is that when you find the right person it's the person that you get to do these things with Without shame or fear. Remember that first time you farted on FaceTime? I was so embarrassed. Yeah, I heard it. I'm like, huh? Did you fart? I'm like, no, I was so happy. I'm like, yes. Checkpoint. We crossed that. And she was like, did you hear that? 
You heard that? Oh my god, that was it. And now, now. I love that you really didn't give me a hard time though, but you were making jokes. Oh yeah, I was trying to show and you. It's like so uncomfortable. This this is why I was making so many jokes. I'm mm -hmm. like, and then I initiated the farts. I'm like, look, are you gonna shame me for this? Yeah, and your your biggest concern was, what are we gonna do? I fart, Mark. What are we gonna do when we live together? I can't do this. Like, I don't want to embarrass you. What if it's like it smells? I'm gonna have to like go I to the bathroom. Said that. No, no, you were worried about. Yeah, you were worried about. What would happen if, you know, how am I going to fart with you all the time? Am I going to have to go to the bathroom, blah, 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 and you try to hold it? And I was like, what? No way, because I'm not holding my fart. So why the hell are you going to hold yours? Please, I don't want to be in that position. What where... are we talking about? Because farts, fart together, stay together. Oh, man. Well, of course, maybe There's you have your own rules. There's some truth in maybe that. Maybe you have your own rules. Maybe you fart in different ways. I don't, whatever. Of course, these are your rules. But I can guarantee you, if you're comfortable enough to fart with each other, no, it, the smell doesn't kill the spark. It's not like, oh, it's not sexy. No. <laughs> it's not sexy. <laughs> it's not sexy. Um, it is in the sense that mm. you have this comfort. Mm -hmm. You might have to walk out of the room if it's very smelly or start waving a lot. But well, now the world knows how comfortable we are with yes, farts. Yes, chicken really makes horrible farts, by the way. Like the smell, I mean. That was really random. Why no, you have no. to mention chickens right now? No, just listen. So, you know, just be aware. Mark Anyone... knows this because Mark's dad has chickens. And there's uh, <laughs> actual chickens in his backyard. Yeah, but we don't kill and... them to eat them. It's no, for I eggs. Know. It's for eggs. Chicken, eating chicken but in general. This is how he knows their farts. Because his studio, for people who have been following Mark... For a very long time, where he used to have his Phoenix wallpaper painting behind him. Yes. Uh, that studio, the window next to it was next to a chicken coop. That's, and that's and probably how you would smell all their farts. No, but that's not what I was saying now. The eating chicken gives you smelly farts. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I Where'd thought you, you meant an actual But that was chicken. a funny segue. Because yeah. they do fart, I think. Well, I mean, yeah, sort of. I thought they you smelled more. their farts. They shit more than the fart. It's, right. At least from what I've seen. It's I just, see. It's smelly shits. And it's just what instantly. is this episode about now? This episode is about the comfort of relationships and farting and how that segues <laughs> into being a parent, an excellent parent. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, the, going so, back to the spark not dying away mm -hmm. from chickens, which, by the way, by the way, like true organic chicken... Like the ones that my parents have, the is best. next level. Yeah, next level. It's, like we know someone who tried this and said it doesn't give me heartburn, whereas usual eggs gives me mm -hmm. heartburn. Just to tell you the difference. Yeah. So please test it out for yourself. Get chickens. Yeah, and they have. I've I've, I've researched this. Organic chicken raised in a free run. It's not just they're running around to be cute. There's a difference in cholesterol level actually. Yeah. In in the yolk. So the, yeah, I feel like that's the future. Everyone's gonna grow their own food, get their own animals and cattle and what whatnot, whatever. And buy food from rice farms. Yeah. Yes. Anyone who doesn't rice know it, farms? yes. What's rice farms? Like? Yes, yes. It's it's our dream. It's it's yeah. not just movies we dream of, but also having our own sustainable high tech farming. And make it affordable. Yes. So a couple of years. The dream few years you heard it here folks yes that's what we first uh, time throw it okay we segued a lot but that was uh, cool <clears throat> so wait the a spark. minute the spark okay, the farts. we were talking about farts so technically you know that some men think women don't shit or fart 
where are those men and how can I educate them with a fist in the, in, in the skull? Why? What, what I, I don't fuck? know why. Like they You're think asking what, me? They think they shit flowers and it smells like, uh, like you and enter Narnia. when Potpourri, like they probably think the pots that have potpourri in it and give a smell. Yes. And they don't go to the bathroom, they go wife. to Narnia, right? They yeah. just open the door and they go to another right. realm of, of fairies and yeah. I don't know what. I don't know, I really wonder... I feel like just opening their skull and picking at their brain and see how... I just feel like opening their skull. That's... With oh. F- with, okay, let's not get too violent here. I'm sorry. I, just, All right. I, love, I love humans. Did you want to talk about another <laughs> subject? Well, actually, no, I want to I wanna just finish about the spark. I think people have had enough of us in No, you talk. never have enough of us. Silence. Okay. You can listen to this for three hours. You better be listening right now <laughs> or I will find you and I will kill you. No. Um... I want to just continue talking about the spark because it's, it's a very big one. Yeah, go ahead. If there's one thing I noticed that keeps the spark alive versus kills the spark, it's not the big gestures. It's very easy to do the big gestures once a year, right? The fancy gestures. It's the daily small acts, the thoughtful acts that I think, Yeah. and you can tell me what you think about that, and I think that's what keeps something alive. Daily thoughtful things can be as small as like, folding the towel the way you like it's ridiculous but at the same time it's me saying i see you i care about you Mm -hmm. placing something a certain way yeah taking out the trash at a specific time without the person having had to ask not that it's wrong to ask right you might have because there's things you're better at than I am, so like you remind me of them, and we're okay with that. And things you're better at than I am, and sure, we just let us do our own thing. That's it. But I'm just giving examples here. Whatever it is, it's just a small thing that yeah. says he cares, yeah, she cares, she sees me. Those things give butterflies I feel in the heart, yeah, and that's also sexy, and it's it's also intimate and it's loving. So if you can continue to find small things, small acts that say I care about you, that's really what keeps it alive. Definitely. Even if you're going through a challenge, right? And that's as important, I'd say, as you become a parent. Small things that say I care about you. Mm-hmm. And that would spill over into to kids. Small things, showing up at the right time mm-hmm. for your kid's game or whatever it is. You know, this, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. Writing a little letter, setting up a date. Yeah. Um, there's some things I'm, I go grocery shopping and there's some things I know you like and we don't have, I right. make sure to get it and surprise you with yeah. it. It's little things. They're not big, but sometimes we don't always comment about it when we do it, but mm-hmm. we take note of it and it's registered. Yes. You know? Noticing a small detail yeah. that matters. Yeah. Another thing we do, and a lot of couples showcase that online and it's something we exercise as well, but it's making time for each other without technology and without social media. Mm-hmm. Some people go biking or walk together mm-hmm. for an hour and they make it a thing every week where just it could be a morning, afternoon, evening, whatever. One hour, two hours, no phones, nothing. If that works for you, do it. But we take our time <clears throat> to sit outside or go for a walk once in a while if you feel like it and revise our dreams together yeah go at our favorite plane spot here Mm. in montreal and just stay in the car and talk for hours just make the time with your partner on little things like that that's another way to keep closeness bonding i think is a big one yeah Uh, one thing we like to do is we pray and meditate Mm -hmm. together every night 
and our prayers and of course to each his own but our prayers really are simply made of everything we're grateful for yeah we just list everything we're grateful for everything yeah. we have we've had and we will have mm-hmm. so it's all it's, we think of you know our dreams too and work on bringing that into a into reality but also grateful for all the amazing stuff that we keep being blessed with mm-hmm. and when you do that and you include your partner in that and everything you love about them even if you've had a rough day you sit down together or you're, you're in bed and you start listing why do i love you yeah you know so these are simple things i feel a gratitude journal or grat- you know that's kind of our gratitude journal in the form of prayer makes a big difference in keeping the spark going yeah. It reminds you why you're together. Yeah, it's very easy to forget, and you just you're going about your routine, and it becomes just this monotone, repetitive thing. We're just yeah together, and it can I think it can intensify with kids. You're so lost in having to take care of the kids and raise them, you forget why you have all this. Why do you have a family? Why are you married? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I think again, it goes back to doing the small things. It's like at the gym again. I love to just mention the gym because in a lot of ways it's the same idea. Every rep counts. Yeah. Every time you lift it, it makes a difference. It's not just showing up at the gym, lifting some big heavy weights for five minutes and being gone. Every day you show up, every rep is making a difference. Well said. And going to the gym actually uh, keeps the spark alive. Oh, Staying yeah. healthy. Like, Staying healthy gives you extra energy. Training together. Yeah, we train like, what, four times a week? And four or five way. times. Yeah. Please. And we bring martial arts yes. in it as well because we're Ms. both, uh, Mrs. We both Muay Thai. love to Mr. Karate. Karate and boxing. And boxing. And kickboxing. Yeah. And a touch of jiu-jitsu. <laughs> just, just listing my resume. Very basic. No, you I'm did far. jiu-jitsu? It was, it was integrated a part of it, but I didn't it's know that. basic. No, no, it's no I one. did like one That's, class of jiu-jitsu. Okay. Jiu-jitsu is actually, I would say, in that realm would be my weakness, meaning um, mm. I'm far from being expert at it. Like being on the ground is where yeah. I would struggle with it. I, right. I probably would have to bite to get Same. out of a situation. Just Scratch, bite, fucking, yeah. whatever it is. I'm good with a couple of choke holds, rear naked choke, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Arm bar, that kind of stuff. I'm just trying to look cool right now to we're any really, MMA fans. <laughs> we're very, uh, we're nice people, guys. Don't we yeah. feel? <laughs> um, Should we wrap this up? Yeah? Do we have yeah. anything else to add here? One thing I want to add, actually, because yesterday we had a moment of, uh, of anger mm. also, because we were both like also tired and, and yeah. gymming and stuff. One thing we do, by the way, if that can be of any help, on a scale of 1 to 10, you measure your anger. If you find yourself above 5, you stop. You yeah. step aside because you can escalate. Stop. Don't say anything. Wait to calm down. When you and notice your voice getting louder. Really, yeah, yeah which tends to happen like with you sometimes or with me that's when Stop. you're at an eight yeah 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 or maybe like, like yeah somewhere it's maybe six seven like you're not raging it's not like you scream yeah. but you're starting to get extra frustrated notice, like, Whoa, okay yeah like you did it at a certain time yesterday and i just said stop and i'm like i don't want to talk about this anymore yes which is code for i need time yeah, yeah. i don't want to talk i need a pause and it can be difficult in that moment i think because it's very important to you know, you have so much you want to say in that moment mm-hmm. and you're like, I can't do this. And it's like, yeah, but you think the person just doesn't want to talk and is shutting you out. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? And it's like, no, we just stop. Yeah. Wait. And you know that now. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. not in the beginning, but it's something you learned, right? So 
because you know that now, you know, you learned how to stop. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's not intentional against you. It's yes. not, I'm not being resentful yeah. or not caring here. Something I did tell you yesterday after that incident is I told you I love how grounded we are. Yes. I think that was the highlight of it. Yeah. And you appreciated it because it's, we never go to a point where we insult each Mm -hmm. other. Yeah. We never have gotten nasty at all. Really shouted. Yeah. Or ever been violent with each other ever. Obviously. (laughs) Yeah. I hope not. But it's, it's really grounding because. I never accuse you of anything mm-hmm. or say it's your fault or say you did this. You piece and of shit. Same or... thing, vice versa with you. And it's we, we stop it at, well, when you said this, I felt this way. Mm-hmm. Or when, you, when I said this, you felt this way. And you clarify that. But I think this when you say that. Or I think you um, didn't care or all of our conversation went to waste when you say you're still hurt, for example. Right, I was going to say, yeah, you know? that's another thing. And by expressing what you think and how you feel mm-hmm. helps a lot. And it's so much better than, I hate when you say that or when you mm-hmm. do this. You did this to me. You did this and you made me feel like yeah. it's such a better way to resolve your feelings because you're not accusing anyone. It's like, no one's fault. Yeah. Also. That's one case where you want to be I and not you. Yeah. Right? It's a case where if I say I feel hurt, it's not you did this to me. I'm just sharing what I feel and I need your help. Yeah. You know, it's approaching the issue together, not as if we're the opponents, right? Yeah. I think we mentioned that in, in, in one yeah. podcast. I feel hurt. Okay. Because look, most of the time, I'm going to say 99% of the time there is hurt in relationships, but it's never intentional. If it's intentional, I think it's a red flag. If you're deliberately trying to hurt your partner, Mm. verbally, emotionally, obviously physically, it's very different than when it's unintentional. Mm -hmm. Because hurts happen because you don't realize, right? Mm -hmm. You may have said something or maybe you were in a mood or whatever, or you didn't know the person's needs. And that's very different. So saying I feel hurt is saying, oh, it's like you're calling for help. Oh, okay, you're hurt. I didn't realize this is how you grow together. So like when I was telling you I feel hurt, it's just sharing, right? Because I think it's easy to feel accused when the person says I'm hurt or I'm bothered. And even wording, I think, makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. So I think we've become quite adept at understanding just yeah. i'm feeling this that's it and then expressing it we end it with like a hug and a kiss and then it's like we're good yeah we always try to reach yeah reach it never it never lingers yeah there's no resent i think we'll never stay in resent if i'm angry i can tell you right now i can't do this i need like five minutes yeah. maybe i need a half hour i'll come back i think that's a big thing uh and it's thanks to that yeah. It's thanks to giving that space for your partner and also expressing how you felt and why that helps. This is why mm. we stay grounded in arguments. And I think self-compassion plays into that because let's say you're bothered by something. Um, it doesn't mean I can practice self-compassion and say it doesn't mean I'm a shitty person or I'm a shitty husband. Mm. Um, if you're bothered, I'm still a good person. So yeah. I can accept that you're bothered as opposed to feeling like, 
ashamed and then that can transform into guilt or rage you know what i mean like what do you mean and you can get defensive depending on how you start coping Mm. so practicing self-compassion and self-love is saying all right she's bothered i know not i'm not a horrible person i'm not a monster i'll give her the five minutes or half hour she needs and vice versa Mm -hmm. so be kind to yourself don't be too hard on yourself too when you're going through these things yeah i think we can wrap it up Thank you for listening and supporting us. As always, share your thoughts, throw us questions, sign up to our newsletter to stay up to date with our podcast and all our announcements. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and directly on our website, riceprojects.com. That's rise, R-Y-Z-E. Projects.com. Yes. (laughs) Are we doing this too much? (laughs) Yeah, we are. With that said, see you on the next episode. Stay awesome. We love you guys. (laughs) 